0: Welcome back to the Music Movies Podcast. I am your host, Ben Young. And tonight, we're going to be talking about a movie. It's called Almost Famous. Um, I'm here again with my special guest,
1: Drew Keen. I think it's eight weeks in a row, man. Dude, it's insane that I have had this much free time to do this with you. Very excited to be here for the eighth week in a row. Thanks for having me. I did go out of town, but I was able to come back and get the job done. All I, I so do thankful. is deliver. I'm so thankful, and I think the fans of
0: ours are thankful as well. Um, hey, just like this movie, it's all about the fans. It is all about the fans. Um, that, that was a big takeaway from this movie. The fans are a big component to a successful band or a successful podcast so if you are a fan make sure to give us a five-star review on apple Ooh, Podcasts, what a segue. Or, <laughs> or overcast or wherever you listen to us um and yeah man we're talking about almost famous and you're
1: fresh off of just watching it what did you think about it uh or? well yeah in classic drew keen fashion uh you wait till the last minute to do it so that you know the mind's nice and fresh i like uh, it Yeah, um, this movie is great. I haven't seen it in a long time, uh, like most movies that we have covered so far. Yes. Um, But I thought it was great. Um, I was laughing. And, you know, my favorite thing about this movie is, first of all, all all-star cast. Oh, yeah. Fucking kills it. Um, You forget how fucking talented Philip Seymour Hoffman is. Oh, my. Yeah. Kills it. Kills it and like, in this it role hurts me to say
0: that I forgot how good he was. Yeah, he's really good, man. Every Dude. every role he fucking destroys. He was great in The Master. He's great in Boogie Nights. Great in this in, movie. Incredible
1: uh, in Capote.
0: Never seen Capote actually. Fuck you. I hear I've heard good things. Punch Drunk Love. He was really good in as well. Great. We or could watch that <laughs> in your parents' basement. We could uh we could go down Among this King whole Poly IMDb. Iceland yeah magnolia but anyway look great great actor great movie great
1: acting yeah great writing
0: um Um, i got a little did you know for him on this one unless
1: but uh, i was just gonna say how much better this movie is than that fucking horrible (laughs) shit you maybe watched last week but guys we're living in the now here we go let's move it slap me in the face with your did you know so, Rotten Tomatoes score,
0: it's got an 89% critic score, 92% audience score. There it is. There it is. Um, But at the box office, it kind of was a bomb.
1: Was it, it a stinker?
0: Well, here it is. It cost $60 million to make, and it only made $47 million at the box
1: office. Oh, so wait, would you call this a cult classic?
0: I don't know, man. It uh, it won some I Academy like, I Awards, feel like, so... I feel like it's above the
1: cult classic. Yeah, and yeah I think it's that's what I'm trying to get. Dumb at. as shit that it made under what it cost.
0: Yeah, maybe the uh, maybe the promotion for it at the time just wasn't that
1: good or something. It also was, you know, it came out in 2000. Uh, 2000 it's about rock and roll in 1979, 1973, maybe not, maybe not what people were looking for. I don't know. I mean maybe people were still like freaked out about Y2K or people were still all jacked up about Y two J Chris Jericho. <laughs> Talk
0: is Jericho. <laughs> Another good exactly. podcast. Yep. Um but all right, here we go. With the real did you know? Uh the did music you know? the music budget for this movie was Three point five million dollars. You knew that. You're shaking your head. I have like the, you I have have the that exact written. same note.
1: Now most the, movies are one point five million.
0: Yeah, I think I. Yeah, I wrote and that down had, too. They
1: they had fifty songs in this movie.
0: Yeah, for three point five million dollars. The thing that was interesting to me about this, and probably interesting to you, is that we just talked about the movie yesterday and how they spent ten million dollars for all the Beatles songs yeah and here they spend that movie still sucked and they spend only 3.5 million for all of these songs and this movie was great so there you go
1: so uh cameron crowe is the director of this movie yep this is semi-autobiographical i have this one written down too uh where he (laughs) toured with the almond brothers yeah asked about being a narc what? All no, right. I didn't hear that part. Oh, no, go ahead. A little, little spice on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I this plays a lot in the movie because he's obviously grabbed by the by the the collar a bunch, saying "You're an arc, especially when uh, Russell is on acid. We'll get to that. Uh, but yep. and then he was. Uh, there's a lot of play with this because there, he was also almost in a fatal plane crash with the Who. Really, did not read Dude, that one. That's. Did crazy. you know? That's-
0: that's uh, that's crazy. But yeah, he also wrote for Rolling Stone magazine. Yep. I mean, so it is sort of based on his life. Um, Cameron Crowe's a good director. He did uh, Say Anything. And Vanilla Sky, I stand for that movie. I think it's underrated. Um, yeah, I like him. And that is pretty cool that he was able to come out with... With this film, I think it really a works. movie that's loosely based loosely, off itself. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty Kinda cool. Kind of cocky, like the move. <laughs> um, all right, I'll Appreciate I'll the swagger. Yeah. Um, there actually was a band called Stillwater. Did you know that? I did not know, but what I, said, what I do know is that band name is fucking weak. <laughs> to me, it sounds like a 70s band name. Um, there was I mean, a... Go yeah. ahead.
1: I'm just saying that most of those band names suck, but you go ahead. Sure.
0: Um so there was actually a band called Stillwater in the seventies, and the band that's depicted in the film though, it's not it's not the same band that it's based on. They just took the name
1: for the movie.
0: Um and the band I'm
1: not surprised to hear that.
0: Yeah. Um, Cameron Crow was probably like oh you sound like a 70's band let's just take your name and apparently the band was cool with it so sure. they went with it, whatever yeah, yeah.
1: Your turn. I have on Stillwater uh, to help out the playability the band practiced four hours a night, five nights a week for six weeks wow, didn't know that I also have training off that Is Stillman's uh, Stillwater songs were written by Peter Frampton and Nancy Wilson, who also did the music for this movie, who was Cameron Crowe's ex wife?
0: Yeah, I did read all that. Another one of mine written down.
1: Nancy Wilson, if you guys don't know, is the guitar player, lead guitar player for the band Heart.
0: Yeah. So they were together at the time, though, that they were doing this movie and stuff. Yeah. But then they got divorced in 2010 is what I read. Pretty interesting, though. Like he For lived, sure. <laughs> this guy, like, lived the rock star life, and then he's dating a, a rock star, too. Or ma- married to a rock star. Married to a rock star. It's, like, pretty, yeah. Pretty cool, man. I don't know. But, uh... Did you say who else was in the band? The real band, not the... Oh, the no, just Peter
1: Frampton wrote.
0: Okay. Well, then I'll lead into my Did You Know. Hit me with so, it. So, I guess Pearl Jam's Mike McCready, he plays the lead guitar. Then Nancy Wilson plays rhythm guitar. John Bayless is on bass. Do you know who John Bayless is? Never heard of him. No, never heard of ben him. Ben Smith on drums who I guess was the drummer for Heart at one point. That's what I found out. And then the lead singer was this guy, Marty Fredrickson. And Fredrickson has produced and written songs with many artists, including Aerosmith, Def Leppard, Carrie Underwood, and Sheryl Crow. Pretty What a impressive. weird mix. It is a little bit of a weird mix, isn't it? It's kind of wide range.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think Def Leppard, and then go, dude. Let me blast some fucking Carrie Underwood.
0: <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Um, that's all I have written. Oh, I do have another good one, but do you got oh, one?
1: No, I'm I'm waiting for you. I'm ready for the old scene breakdown. But yeah, all right, baby, uh, so let's go on
0: back to our love of uh Philip Seymour Hoffman. I read that he filmed his scenes in four days, and Fuck. he had the flu the whole time, and uh, that role, I don't know if they auditioned or it was maybe going to be offered to him, but Jack Black or John Favreau almost got in that role instead of him. I don't...
1: I could see Jack... White. I do love Jon Favreau. Jack Black... I- Oh, Jack Black. Jack the Black, the other color. Got it. Yes. Um, I could see Jack Black pulling it off. I For don't know, sure. if I can pull John Favreau. I mean, I think he's awesome in most movies he's in. Uh, Great he's in director. one of my favorite movies. Great director. Um, but I mean, do, side note, do you think Philip Seymour Hoffman's underrated? Uh, I don't know. I th- I feel like people
0: respect and rate him pretty highly why i feel like he died at such a like a I, like a young age that i don't think he
1: gets talked about enough okay i think that's he's really good he's really
0: good he is really he's good really good <laughs> he is really good in this movie and we're gonna get to all that um Here. i do agree are you ready i oh, hold, on. hold on Real, one more note i Take do think that jack black would be a pretty good uh, guy in
1: this role, too. Because he kind of plays the character in high fidelity, I feel like. Right. He, I mean, his serious roles are good. I just feel like he might have just been a little too goofy. goofy? Yeah. 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 Let's get to the scene breakdown. What'd Here we go. Let's go. Scene breakdown. Scene number one. Little kid is <laughs> walking down the street.
0: Yeah. We don't need to go too in depth with this beginning, but um so the main character william he's with his mom he's a young kid at the time they go to see a movie come back home and then his sister comes home
1: um hold on ben oh you're skipping uh, about their entire walk okay what do we need to talk about on the walk just that they're talking about to kill a mockingbird
0: to kill a mockingbird good book great book one of the better books, I think, in uh, school. What? Never read never it? Never read it.
1: Never read it. Couldn't you know tell what? what happens.
0: To tell you the truth, I don't know if I read it either. I might have just watched
1: the movie. <laughs> or just fucking <bug> <laughs> cliffnotes.com. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Book report done. <laughs> exactly.
0: Anyway, I guess this scene is just showing us that the son and the mom have a pretty... Um, close relationship because the dad we find out later on is sort of he's out of the picture he died
1: uh, yeah, of a heart attack yeah you know uh, what else the scene shows us is that we probably should have read this fucking book we should have read To Kill a Mockingbird I mean not like today but like in <laughs> high school when we were supposed to like I said I watched the movie it's almost
0: the same as- thing <laughs> it is it is yeah. Whatever. We're not talking about to kill a mockingbird. I watched We're this talking movie. about, like about almost famous. All right. So. so, anyway, the sister comes home with a Simon and Garfunkel uh vinyl album.
1: And Would the... you consider Simon and Garfunkel rock and roll by the way?
0: Um no, not really. Now, they're a folk they're a folk group. They're like Bob Easy Dilly. listening. Like like, put myself
1: to sleep listening. Yeah, like, I'd rather get shot in the face and listen to it.
0: <laughs> I think the song that she plays later on is pretty good. America. If, it's if like,
1: I'm looking for an exit song, it sure as shit is not gonna be by Simon and Garfunkel.
0: You know what's great about Simon and Garfunkel? The, hello darkness my old friend with the oh, yeah. Ben That's Affleck a uh, gif. That's pretty funny. So, after she comes home with the Simon and Garfunkel album, um, later on, they're in the car, and the whole family's in the car, and he finds out that he's 11 years old. and Not 12. Not 12. Um, Wait, did he think he was even older than that, though? I thought he might have even thought he was older than that, because he's Well, like he
1: around- was like, yeah, like I, they had a scene where it was like combing their mustache, Yeah, just fucking standing there like a loser.
0: Why does the mom not tell him what his actual age is in the very beginning? Do we know? Is that ever explained? I don't know no. why this is a
1: thing. I mean, it just comes down to like, I don't know, maybe, I mean, she's fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So yeah. She's a little crazy, right? That's never explained why they do this because he skipped fifth grade. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. yeah.
0: It doesn't, I don't know why this is a thing, but. It is based on Cameron Crowe's life, so maybe this did happen. I did
1: don't know. you know anyone I... that skipped a grade? Uh,
0: no, not off the top of my head. No, no, I don't think so. Do you?
1: No, no, my no. friends aren't very intelligent. <laughs> oh wait! Oh, hold on! Breaking news: My girlfriend Rachel skipped a grade. Oh yeah! Shows what I know about her. <laughs> Funny. Either way, in the
0: movie, they don't really explain why that was. Regardless, no. Zoe she wants to she wants to leave. She wants to leave the nest. And she plays William and their mom, the Simon and Garfunkel song, America, which we already sort of talked about. They're not really rock. Um, I think this is a pretty good song though for what it I is. I don't
1: I don't think it's a bad song but could you imagine like explaining like this is why i'm leaving this house and then playing simon (laughs) and garfunkel
0: i looked at the lyrics maybe like at that time it feels like it made sense like the lyrically it kind of talks about leaving the nest i guess i I mean i get that but like I, i see what you're saying though it's not really it's not really rock and roll like, if you're you trying to said, like storm out of the house, I'm not storming out
1: to Simon and Garfunkel.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Um, before she leaves, she tells William, Hey, look under your bed. I left you I left you some presents, basically.
1: Probably the coolest presents you can give someone at that age, by the way. And in, in that time period.
0: Oh, hell yeah. There was like a shit ton of albums in there.
1: Hell yeah. And they're all most of them were pretty really good.
0: Yeah, and she. Instead tell- that
1: fucking Bob Dylan album,
0: dude. It you want to talk about overrated? Here we go. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. I can't stand him. I'm sorry. I'm not fans of the podcast that like Bob Dylan. Tell me why. Tell us why. Tell us why. He's got like Music one Goobies good spot on Instagram. Because <laughs> tell us why, dude. He puts me to sleep, man not catchy not rocking it's not rocking <laughs> but she tells him to listen to tommy with a candle burning and you will see by your the hill, by future. the way if no yes. one knows
1: it's tommy by the hill. uh
0: she says you'll see your entire future i don't really understand that uh but okay do you think he stared at the candle the whole <laughs> the whole um, fucking
1: album i have no idea I mean, they show them lighting the candle. They show them playing the album. Um, I don't know what ensues next. Yeah, because it just flashes flash forward. forward.
0: <laughs> yep, here we go. You saw the future. Here we go. Here we go. I'm a writer now. <laughs> oh, yep. look at what we have here. Oh, it's Billy shit. Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> we got ourselves a writer. <laughs> I do love that. Like It slowly becomes like, damn you, rock and roll music. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Um, but so yeah, we fast forward, and in pops in Philip Seymour Hoffman playing O G, playing the character Lester Bangs who works for Cream Cream magazine Mag- C R E E M. Very cool. And here is what I ask you: You remember magazines? And especially yeah, I mean, during...
1: There's there's still a thing. Do you read any of them? No. Fuck no. Well, when was the first... Uh, when was the last time you ever saw me even holding a magazine? Well, that's my
0: point, Keen. I'm saying during this time, though, it's like, shit, magazines yeah, were... Yes, yeah,
1: 1973 at this point. shit, yeah. Even yeah. when we were growing up,
0: though, I feel like, I don't know, I would get Guitar World or Game Informer.
1: So, Game Informer. Fucking classic. All my friends said that. I never had it.
0: Yeah. You learn about all the video games. This was like... I feel like internet was at the time, but maybe just not as much information out there as...
1: Download the cheat codes. be like 45 yeah. pages. Yeah.
0: Anyway, he works for Cream Magazine. And this is where... I guess William sees him at a radio station or something. Well, I think they must have been in some
1: sort of contact beforehand
0: yeah because he like knew that he was there
1: right it was weird uh i mean well, he, they later say that he sent him a, a bunch of his articles that he was uh, okay like that. that makes sense um again though i mean i have to comment on just philip seymour hoff like, i like is he even acting or he's just this fucking <laughs> rock and roll i mean he had yeah, a very he rock comes and roll there. death like yeah unfortunately. I mean, like, fucking talks about the doors being drunken buffoon. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you are that. And I love that you're doing this. Yeah, I mean, and he, like, just takes know. out the vinyl. Iggy Pop!
0: Hey, Amen!
1: Oh, uh, I just put this on. This isn't on your playlist either. I just think it's
0: a little bit early for that. Not for me. Yeah, that was a great scene. And it leads to uh him chatting with William afterwards. And I thought this conversation was pretty funny because Philip Seymour Hoffman's character asks him, he's like, do you like Lou Reed? And William's like, "Thoroughly stuff. Then he tried to start sounding like Bowie to me is like such a, it's such a music nerd thing to say. Like your yeah. average music listener doesn't critique music that way. I feel like, but like, I don't know. Even now, if you and I were talking about a certain band or something, we'd probably get into the nitty gritty of something and be like, "Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. They're, I like their early stuff, but their later stuff, you know, it sounded like crap." And but uh, yeah, I just thought that was that was a cool little add in to show how how well in tune William is with the music. For sure. That he's listening My to. My thing
1: is, like, why wouldn't you want to sound like David Bowie? He's, like, one of the biggest rock stars of all time. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. It's like, I yeah, love David Bowie. I want to yeah, sound like him. I, <laughs> yeah. Somebody
0: should have stepped in and be, been like, yeah, he is li- ripping off David Bowie because David
1: Bowie's awesome. David Bowie fucking rules. That's why I'd rip him yeah, off, too.
0: Yeah. He's better than Lou Reed. Sorry. I said I'm it. i <laughs>
1: Second I time like I not. like
0: Lou Reed too, but I'm me taking, too. He's great. I'm taking Bowie over
1: Lou Reed though, for sure. Seven days a week. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So they go to a little cafe, and Philip Seymour Hoffman tells him he can't, he can't make friends with the rock stars. What
1: does William do? He I also love in this scene where he's like, take drugs. I, I take speed a little bit of cough syrup. Write a couple pages. <laughs> that is good. And I was like, I wonder if he was joking. Because he probably wasn't. Yeah. I wonder if it was an improvised line. I was like, oh, I did that shit last I'll night.
0: just throw... Ugh. Rest in peace. Uh, Straight up. One of his... One of the better quotes during this scene, though, that he says, is be honest and unmerciful. I think Love that, it. That was a great line, man. A great line for somebody 100%, trying to get 100 the truth, you know, because uh, there's a lot of
1: fluff out there, man. Um, um, for sure that was fucking. I mean, I love that. Be yeah, be honest and unmerciful. Like you can use that in any aspect. Uh, oh yeah, in your life, for sure. Advice, for sure. Um, and then he goes, I stay up late. Like that's so cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he gives him the assignment though to uh, write like an article on Black Sabbath. A thousand
1: words A on thousand Black Sabbath bla- for yeah. thirty-five dollars.
0: Is that how much he gave him? Thirty-five bucks. Yeah. yeah. What's well, offered? I guess he never did because he never technically. Well, wrote yeah, he never. Get, yeah, he gets to the concert. His fucking mom is driving him there because he's fifteen years old. He's so whack. Yeah. And so he gets let out, and as he's let out of the car, the mom shouts, "Don't take, don't drugs. take <laughs>
2: drugs!"
0: And everybody fucking just laughs at him. Fucking embarrassing, man. Has this you know happened to you? I, uh, no, I don't take any drugs. I've there. I've just been told that I know. And drive I, I know that. Life. I'm saying, has your mom uh, embarrassed
1: you like that? Oh, yeah, it cost- yeah, a zillion times. <laughs> Yeah, you guys can make a whole fucking movie about that.
0: (laughs) So, he's there. He's at the concert. He's trying to get backstage to interview Black Sabbath. And the guy at the door, the bodyguard, is like, or the security guard. Yeah, you're not getting in. You're not not a groupie. You're not a band-aid. There's a lot of
1: girls. There's a lot of guys' girlfriends back there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's another movie we're going to talk about at some point. Yerp. Uh, um but doesn't let him in and that's when we meet Penny Lane. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, not the Beatles song. No. Penny Lane Kate H- Kate Hudson. Um this seems pretty groupie. funny because they say we're not we're not groupies, we're just band-aids. And it's like, well, what, the hell, is the, what the hell does that Hilarious, hilarious title, mean? though. Yeah. Band-aid. Yeah. Love it. And the, the one girl is like... You know, she was the one who changed everything. She was the one who said, no more sex. No more exploiting our bodies and our hearts. Right, right. Just blowjobs, and that's it. First of all, I don't believe it. Secondly, still a funny fucking line. So after we meet Penny Lane, Stillwater shows up. The main band of the movie. Um, William, he's not getting backstage from the band-aids. He's not getting backstage from the security guard. Black Sabbath, they don't give a shit. But Stillwater (laughs) shows up. And William's like, I'm going to throw one more Hail Mary here. Let's go. I'm going to shoot my shot. Exactly. And Stillwater, at first, they're like, oh... Like you're the enemy, man. You're gonna write some shitty article on us that we don't want out there. Um, and that's when William turns the tables and goes, "Hey, you're great in this. You're great in that." Blah blah blah. It starts like just butters bu- them up. Yeah, butters them just up. And they're like, them up. they're just they're like, "Hey, wait!" And then he starts walking away. But then they're like, "Hey, wait a minute, man. Come on back here. You know, come on in. You're cool." Um yeah. my question Cuz he was a fan
1: then not a critic.
0: That's a good point. I didn't even think of it that way. Bang. My question to you though as a member of several bands I feel like I mean for me personally though like if I was backstage like about to I mean I guess I'd be in a different mindset or a different position but regardless if a reporter comes up to us, like, and we're in Jost Swingline, and is like, I want to write an article on you guys, I'm immediately saying, hell yeah, go ahead. Hell yeah, I'll <laughs> sit down
1: right now, let's go.
0: Yeah, you know why? Because it's fucking free promotion, man. Boom. Oh. Yeah. Es- exactly. Especially during that time
1: when there's no internet, getting your name out there. However, I have been, like, interviewed, like, in between sets, and it's, like, insanely hard to focus when you're dripping wet and sweat. You're half drunk, and you just don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure, I bet. I mean, yeah, this was in terms of Stillwater. This was pre-show, though.
1: I mean, I mean, they were I an hour I, and a half late, though. At that point, yeah,
0: and they didn't really know what was going on, and William didn't know that he was going to be starting to write a whole thing True. on Stillwater either. He just sort of snuck his way in. um I would. Yeah, I think one of the funnier things. Jason Lee, the lead singer of Stillwater, what's his name? Jeff.
1: Yeah, I think is Jeff. Also, Jason Lee, like him a lot as an actor. I didn't think that he'd be the frontman in this movie. Yo, yeah,
0: you want to get into that right now? Let's do it. Um, Buckle up. He's good. He. I I like him as the character of the lead singer, but when it cut, maybe I should save it for the performance. We're not at the the performance yet, but that's what I want to talk about.
1: And that's what we call a tease.
0: Yeah, let's get back to it. So Jason Lee, he's okay in this movie. It's a little weird, but. He says a great line. He goes, Rock and roll is a lifestyle and a way of thinking. And it's not about money and popularity, although some money would be nice. But it's a voice that says, here I am, and fuck you if you can't understand me. I thought that line was great, and it kind of resonated with us because it's like, oh, for sure. yeah,
1: we'll take some money, man. The it's other like, line that I thought that he said resonated with us as well was, here I am, Fuck you if you don't understand me. Here I am. Fuck you if you don't understand, dude. That's a rock and roll line, man. Hell yeah. It's like, yo, I'm not gonna compromise. Jason for Lee, people, good actress, movie, not the best frontman, yeah. <laughs> but we're not talk- we're talking about acting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah,
0: I agree with him. But it is funny the things that he says in this scene kind of come back to bite him in the ass a little bit. Yep. In the end of the movie because he's being a little too real.
1: He is his... writing checks that his ass can't <laughs> cash.
0: <laughs> he's being real, but he doesn't uh he doesn't understand that being real can also have some consequences. Yeah. Like, oh shit. I, I when, sound like that.
1: <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um then the guitarist I keeps it real. Then the guitarist, um, what's the guitarist's name? Russell. Russell, yes, meets, I'm putting up parentheses, meets Penny Lane because they've obviously met before in the past. And there's obviously a connection between the two of them. William sees it. Um, And this is like... Right before they go on to perform, and this is where we're going to get into the Jason Lee stuff, but Let's they do go. their little—they do their little chant before the show. Well, pre-show, yeah. The, and uh, I forget how the chant went off the top of my something head, like but
1: piggyback rides and something. Shit.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Do you remember our little chant before our shows? Like I could ever forget. We're not going to tell what it is. What's that? We're not going to what? Not going to tell him what it is. Why aren't we going to tell them what it is? I mean, it. uh Fox. Oh, is it a secret? You want to keep it a secret? I was thinking about it.
1: Okay. We can keep it a secret if you want. But just know that there are bands. We'll talk about it in a later episode. Okay. But bands, like most performers or hockey players or. Football players or any, anyone that's doing something at a professional level, they all have their let's call it a pre-game pre-show ritual. Yeah,
0: and they definitely show that. Like in, in, a, in other
1: in other bands that I was in, the most common thing is like y'all take a shot together, y'all like get together, say a one-two, and then you go on your show. Ours was a little different. Ours was a little goofy, but I liked it. I think oh, it was me too. cool. So what it does, I mean, it, it gets you in the mindset, like, yes, you're, you're technically going to work, and you're going to go put on a show, but you're also, I think with ours, was, you know, we're just here to have fun. Yeah, we are here to have fun. And that's what I, I think they relate, like, they're all smiling, they're all chanting along. Yeah,
0: for sure. And now that I'm thinking about it, you just said, like, before, you know, a team goes out, or before performers go out and stuff. I think this is like the third movie that has something like this in it, because they did it in Rockstar, I'm yep. pretty sure, Then they did it in A Star is Born when Lady Gaga gets po- Like, they show this a lot in these yep. types of it's movies, because thing. it's a real
1: thing. It is a real like, thing, for sure. Like, it, again, it helps out, like, hey, you're, you're psyching yourself up, but you're also just go out there and have some fucking fun. Yeah, man, for real, for sure. So they go Maybe out. Maybe we'll do like a Patreon thing, and then we'll tell you what our pre-show ritual <laughs> yeah, was. Okay. <laughs> they go
0: out there and they play one of the songs, "Fever Dog." It's not a song I'm going out of my way to listen to, but it is a song that I feel like fits the tone of this movie. It's very genre like. It's like you listen to it and go, "Yep, that's a '70s classic rock song."
1: Fever Dog. I do think that the um, song fits the band, fits the time era, fits the genre, like how they were dressed. But I have two questions, two issues that's coming with the song. One, would you ever start your show with a slower song like that? Um, It's It's not very rocking. Me personally,
0: no, but. No, you want to punch him to the I, gut. But I thought it was a decent opener. I don't know. And, but for it, Maybe they're like a slower type of band is the thing. What the I don't fuck's know. a fever dog? <laughs> Dude, okay, now you're on to something because I was thinking about this as well. The lyrics go, fever dog scratching at my back door. Like, what the <laughs>
1: Like is it drug related? Is it hooker related? Lady of the it, night related? It's
0: like cat scratch fever, I guess, except. But it's it, about a dog. It's about a dog. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a good question, and I don't have the answer for you, honestly.
2: <laughs> fever dog. Fever That's a ho- dog.
0: But okay, let's get into the let's get into the performance of the musicians in the band let's just start it off with Jason Lee we were talking well, they, about him they, earlier they only
1: focus on Jason Lee and Russell they
0: really do they, you're right
1: the, the drummer has one line the entire song yeah the, uh, movie season. okay
0: well real quick I think the drummer actually does a pretty good job playing the drums for the split second that we see him there was I mean you got one, no one nitpick. But me. Okay, he, he
1: he missed a couple hits. Uh, oh, no. Again, only I will okay. only I will catch that. Uh,
0: okay. I'm the drummer.
1: Have been for fucking <clears throat> twenty years at this okay.
0: point. Okay, all right. Let's get into Jason Lee then. Um, I like him as an actor. It's weird seeing him as a frontman, lead singer on stage, especially because the actual lead singer of this song, Jason Lee, sounds nothing like this
1: guy. At oh all. it's not jason lee singing is it no but yeah who then who gives a shit keen you know this is one of
0: my nitpicks with the singer versus the actor type thing oh Listen. shit yeah you're right <laughs> but look when mark Wahlberg does it in rockstar and they go into the actual vocalist like i don't know i sort of buy it um bradley cooper lady gaga they're the actual ones singing the
1: songs yeah. Yep.
0: This, it's like Jason Lee, that's not your voice at it's all. Like he's, he,
1: he's almost trying, like with his moves, he's trying way too hard to be Robert Plant. You
0: think so? I think he I did.
1: Think. Model, yeah. Just a little too much, huh? Again, it's just hard to see the motherfucker from My Name Is Earl out there goddamn singing. <laughs> <laughs> or the guy from fucking Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. He was in Vanilla Sky, too. Good movie,
0: but yeah, I wasn't digging. Uh, yeah, it's just weird seeing him up there, and a lot of the shots are from
1: behind. Like,
0: uh, I wish I had some more side stage, man. Yeah, I know that's it's the a best side best stage. Fucking
1: I know. To see, watch the show, but guys, again, if you ever get the chance to watch the show, I want to side, see. Side I want to see from, from the front,
0: a Do little it. more. No,
1: side stage. Okay, well, either way.
0: I give his performance like a C, maybe. It was just weird. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say mediocre at best. But the guy that plays Russell, Billy Crudup, he, I thought he did pretty good.
1: I I, think so,
0: too. He looks like an actual uh, rock star guitarist. He does a pretty good job. Yeah. He has the look, great mustache, wavy hair. Yeah. Um, I don't really know much about the bassist. I think that I know more about the drummer than the bassist in this movie. I mean, I, I'm guessing
1: the bass player's guy with the blonde hair they occasionally cut yeah. too.
0: Yeah. But overall, pretty good performance-wise, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, they
1: practiced a lot. Yeah, like it's you just, said, they practiced a lot. I guess when this came out in 2000, Jason Lee wasn't as popular. He's Not even that he's that popular now, but it's just hard to witness him in that role because I just yeah. don't see him being a lead singer. I see it when he, later when he's playing the like the Rhodes, like the Fender Rhodes piano. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a nerdy instrument, so yeah. But lead singer, nah, nah, nah.
0: Um. So after the show, William gets invited out to L.A. I guess he made some friends. Did exactly what Philip Seymour Hoffman told him not to do. Told
1: him not to do. Yeah. It's also crazy. Like I'm like, it's easy to believe. Yeah. Okay. This is 1973. This definitely happened. People got invited to shows and they would just fucking go.
0: Oh, hell yeah. You didn't have anything Nowadays, else to do.
1: Not so much. Not no, a thing.
0: No. Um, he gets invited out and Penny Lane tells him that I guess she's going out there too but also tells him about wanting to go to Morocco. It's just like another side thing. Like she's Do
1: you know where Morocco is by the way? No.
0: Nope. I'm not good with that. Neither did I. I had to ask her on- It's in northern part of Africa. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Um she's a traveler, you know. She doesn't want the party to end basically. Is free what I get. Spirit. Yeah, free spirit. Yeah. But uh William is able to get out of his house. he lies to his mom and he gets over to l a
1: speaking of lying oh a, a common trait here in the music movies podcast the scene of him telling uh Penny Lane his real age and her agreeing uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. And, like it's loosely explaining telling him how to lie to get where he needs to get. Does, he ends up
0: telling the truth, though.
1: Yeah, huge mistake. But it's <laughs> a good point. No, I see what you're saying. I but I it comes what you're up it comes up in later scenes, like especially when like when they're all kind of fucked up, or like it, it's, it's a reoccurring thing where he's like, boom, yeah, bang, yeah, bang.
0: No, for sure. It's actually in a scene coming up that, like, a couple scenes later, when he's in the hotel room. I'm skipping over the uh, Jay Baruchel cameo. They're all hanging out in the hotel. Cool cameo cool. means nothing in the yeah, movie. It me- means like... nothing. He keeps popping up, but um, you're right though. He so Rolling Stone catches wind of some of his articles, right? And what's I'm he like, do? He fucking lies. He fucking starts, lies. He like drops his voice a few octaves oh. to sound yeah. super old, and they're like, "Hey, man, we like your work." We're going to give Are you a you... journalism major. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he tells him, he's like, how about an article on Stillwater? And they're like, hmm. All right, I also, we'll give like, you
1: 750 bucks for it. He's like, like they, holy shit. I'm not saying like that band wasn't popular. But, uh, this is just, I was like, how about this one band that I already know and already saw instead of the whole Black Sabbath concept that I was originally going for? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah but, oh yeah you can remember that band that's i guess the opening the act, opening but, act but then black Sabbath is never mentioned ever, ever again, again. In this entire fucking movie they mention a ton of different
0: bands in this movie and you never see them i feel like nope ne- never nope either way i thought that conversation was funny where he's talking to the guy the guy offers him like 750 bucks and then he's like all right we'll give you a thousand and he's like yeah. oh my god holds out <laughs> yeah that's great, man. And then he talks to his boy, Philip Seymour Hoffman again, and he's like, don't do it. <laughs> don't Fuck do Rolling it. Fuck Rolling Stone. Fuck Rolling Stone. He's like, those guys are the enemy, basically. I like that he keeps in touch with him, though. It's like I love that, a good, too. It's like a good balance. Like, even also, if he doesn't follow through with exactly what he tells him, you know.
1: I just really love that at the end of that conversation, he hangs up and Philip Seymour Hoffman goes, kids doing drugs <laughs> and then it cuts to the Mongo don't do don't drugs. do drugs yeah that's great um so where are we at uh right now we're at where he just kind of meets the band well that meets the band. yeah tell me we get on the tour boss yep and he goes I like this line a lot he goes make us look cool
0: yeah 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 okay and so
1: all right go ahead well, just so like, as a you and I both have been in the situation where we've been with reporters or photographers, where we have said, "Make us look cool," and we have gotten the exact opposite of making them look us, make us look cool.
0: I can't think of a sp- specific time. You can't, dude. All right. Well, tell me. All
1: right, this is some Delaware shit. Our band, obviously Delaware-based, Johnson Sungline. We were in the Spark Summer Series, Spark Magazine. We were able to get a photo shoot in the Wilmington Blue Rock Stadium when it was closed. And then we snuck into Kahunaville and had a full photo shoot. And they picked the goofiest fucking photo <laughs> we've ever taken in our entire life to be our press photo. And yeah. any time for the next three years that our band was talked about, it was the photo of us making looking like fucking assholes. <laughs> That's
0: a good You don't point. remember this? No, I do remember that. Uh, I do remember that. And uh, I think that's one thing that we didn't, at least I didn't. Like, I feel like my main focus was just writing the songs. And it didn't really go further than that in terms of, like, what our look should be. I was about image. What's that? I said I was about image. You were about image? Well, then where were you on that one, dipshit? (laughs)
1: well they didn't send us they didn't send us like hey we're gonna use this one they just chose that one that is true they took a shit ton of pictures
0: that day too
1: it was a whole day it was a whole fucking day i I had to take off
0: work (laughs) god either way i let's get back to the movie i love this line as well when he says just make us look cool and I love that he's like explaining to William like, hey, man, uh, this is like what happens on the road stays on the road. Type stays of on the road. It's like what happens in Vegas stays, stays in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. He's like, listen, man, uh, you can you can write what you want. But also just remember, I got a wife at home and yeah, but, I'm banging. But Make Penny sure Wayne. you don't tell
1: them that we're all fucking scumbags. Yeah.
0: Yep. Another another group of scumbags. I Here we right are. In. <laughs> um, but so after this scene we move on to a performance at another show
1: it looks like it's a state fair honestly
0: it does it's like outside somewhere and I wanted to talk to you about this so talk to me Um, Russell he in this performance he does he like grab the microphone stand he
1: grabs the mic
0: why is he doing that first of all because he's a guitar player i don't really understand that i
1: mean sometimes you adjust that mic but i do understand where you're coming from
0: yeah no okay i mean that makes sense but he gets like fucking electrocuted has this does this happen like has this happened in real life did you it, read this anywhere? I,
1: like i think it, i know for a fact it definitely has okay Uh, I have never been personally electrocuted. I have chipped a tooth on a microphone. (laughs) But I do remember, do you remember we were playing in Florida? And what? 1984 Club, New Year's Eve, Gainesville, Florida. Okay. Ben Mink's microphone kept shocking him, so he put his fucking sock over Um, the microphone. I do remember this.
0: And it's something that so that is what I wanted to bring up that I do remember sometimes like if you're up close enough to a microphone, if it's not grounded properly, you'll get shocked. This is a real thing. It'll shock you a little bit. And not to the extent that it like fucking electrocuted the guy in this movie. But in 1973. uh, Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's. It's fucking crazy, man. Because, but like, what was happening with Mink? Like, you put your mouth up close to it, you can like feel that buzz. Yeah. it's not good.
1: It was a real issue. I remember yeah. this. Yeah, it was. Um, but I know for a fact. Again, if things are not grounded properly, if something's yeah. wet, like, yeah, this is why, why there's no concerts in the rain. Like, the, yeah, the risk of getting shocked on stage. You're you're holding an electrical instrument and you're surrounded by, by wires.
0: Yeah. Not a good not a good thing.
1: Unless your name is Prince and you're playing the Super Bowl, the no. fucking show must go on.
0: <laughs> He's immune to the electricity, I guess. So they play this show. Well, no, they don't finish the show because he gets fucking electrocuted and then they're like, all right, we got to fucking bounce, man. Fuck this. I fucking bounce too. Yeah. The thing I liked about this scene... Uh, podcaster comedian Mark Maron, he's the one that tell is yelling at them as they're getting on the tour bus. Oh no, shit! So, do you listen to the What the Fuck podcast? Have you listened to it at all? No. Okay, well, it's Mark Maron's podcast, and in the beginning of the podcast, it has the clip where he says, "Lock the gates," and that's what he says. In the movie, lock the gates. And it's just, it's another DigiNode that I saved for this part of the podcast. Cool. Uh, Anyway, so then there's some more bus riding. Tons of it. Yeah. And then we get to another tour stop. And this is another crucial scene where their first t-shirts arrive. And it's it's a funny but also fucked up scene because... The guy breaks out the t-shirts. It shows the whole band. Everyone's excited. Everybody's like, oh shit, we got new t-shirts? Awesome. And then he whips them out and like only the guitarist, Russell, is in the limelight and everybody else is like shaded basically. Let me ask you a
1: question. Were you mad at this shirt?
0: Was I mad at the shirt? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. really I wasn't I like it. mad, but dude, if you yo, if we were if we oh, were still our a band, band sure. and the then all you saw all you saw was like Mink or me like highlighted and then oh, everybody so. else you couldn't see. Like dude, the thing about being in a band is like yeah, you're managing egos and everybody's got one and if you see if you see a t-shirt where you know only one guy is highlighted you'd be like what the
1: fuck so i did like about this i did like about this t-shirt it kind of relates to the movie where um you originally think that he's going to be interviewing jason lee's character Uh uh-huh because he's the one that invites them in that's true the, the relationship turns to where the article and what he's writing is mainly about russell yes and he talks about how in in earlier scenes and in later scenes how russell exceeds the band in skill level like and things like that
0: it's true too it's 100% 100 already talked about um so like i thought so i saw that shirt i was like
1: love that <laughs> you're like yeah like, man I'm down with Russ. And I also uh, love that, you know, at, they later, they have again, they have this huge fight. And then he's, and then they all leave the room. And then Russell calls back in William. He goes, all right, let's go talk. And then William steals the fucking shirt.
0: Oh, did he? Yeah. I guess he did. Well, no, that's good. That's good to have. That's good to have. I like the line in this scene where he goes, I'm the front man, and you're the guitarist with Mystique. With Mystique. Yeah. It's like, yeah, maybe that's true. But at the same time, he does bring out the good examples,
1: though. He does. It's like Robert Plant, Jimmy Page. I'm like, yeah. All right.
0: These guys. uh, The thing that I wanted to say about this, though, is that this probably happens in a lot of bands and probably a lot during that time, too, where there's fucking arguments, man, especially between the lead singer and the guitarist. For
1: sure. And, like, I mean, there's definitely bands where one musician outshines the other
0: for sure or like the guitarist is might be the most important member of the band even though the lead singer is the one singing the songs
1: absolutely i mean eddie van halen dude blink two, travis barker i'm not gonna agree with that at all why would you not agree with that
0: because he doesn't write any of the songs but he's fucking so good. He is very good. I'm not gonna deny that. But most important member of blink One Eighty
1: Two, you're gonna they say got, Travis. They got so much better when he joined the band. They did, but he didn't write. He
0: doesn't write the songs. Doesn't matter. I, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. Fine. Guess.
1: Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> uh, Travis. Bar- <sighs> he elevated the band. I want to
0: bring. I actually want to bring up Travis Barker. I wanted to bring him up earlier when we were talking about Rolling Stone because Rolling Stone mag- magazine, they are a pretty big deal. At yep, least they still were. Are.
1: You think they still are? I don't know. I don't really care they, for them. They probably, well, no one really cares for them anymore. They still have tout, I would say. But like early 2000s, I mean, they were huge. Sure. Well, they ranked Travis Barker like
0: 95 or something in top drummers. So how do you like them now?
1: First of all, <laughs> the Rolling Stone ranks have always been fucking terrible. Shit. Kirk Cobain is not top five guitar players of all time.
0: Yeah. They've been shit. They put Meg like, White above Travis Barker. That's how yeah, important Travis Barker is count. to Blink-182. Anyway. <laughs> do not get me started. <laughs> um. So after this t-shirt scene, Russell gets kind of upset. He's like, oh, I just want to be in a band and be cool. And then he goes to William. He's like, I just want to
1: do something real. I want to find something real. Find something real. And And then he steals the fucking shirt.
0: Yeah, that's when William steals the shirt, like you had said. And, uh, yeah, they're walking away, and they get
1: to a cool party. A cool party. Yeah, they get invited to a cool party, and this is inspiration for one of my favorite episodes from my favorite shows, Entourage.
0: Oh, yeah. It's an awesome party. People are having a great time.
1: They're going crazy. They're going he's crazy. Acid yeah, go, mixed with the beer and the yeah. red
0: cups. Yeah, man. And then he gets up on top of the, of the roof Hold of on. the house.
1: Oh, Before you guys. Okay. I love the, they're talking. He's like, you know, this, this guy's real. This guy's real. And he's like, <laughs> do you want me to watch a, Watch me feed a mouse to my steak. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The answer is always <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Unleash the fury. Yeah. No, that was great. I love I that. Would, if if that was ever proposed to me, I go, yeah, man, can I bring my camera? Like I want to see <laughs> that shit. And I want to watch it later too. <laughs> so after that, he
0: does wind up on the roof because he's been taking acid the entire party. And he goes Such- I am a golden god! Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Yeah! Apparently it's a Robert Plant quote from a photo shoot i didn't know that
1: didn't know that
0: and uh is it william that asked him like what
1: are your final what are well, your first last is, words you should come down you should come down and then yeah. he goes well, what are your last words yeah i'm on drugs
0: <laughs> and then he starts walking away he's like nah and then and he, he goes he...
1: what are your last words I dig music. And then fucking. <laughs> I was
0: like, yeah, everybody's like, what?
1: And then he goes. "Winds it. I'm, I'm on
0: drugs. drugs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was funny,
1: man. Great fucking scene. Love it was like scene, funny. Though. And I was just like, I mean, I love it. I mean, I love it as well. But I was like. If you have, your last words after I'm on drugs is I dig music. Pretty weak. Pretty
0: weak. Right. Yeah. He should have just said like rock and fucking roll
1: or Absolutely. something, like R something. And F and R.
0: Yeah, hail Satan, like something cool. <laughs> yeah, man, that would have been better. But he stuck with the I'm on drugs and <laughs> that worked. Um,
1: so he he dives into the pool, which I thought great. was going to end terribly because I haven't seen the movie in so long. I was like, what oh a fuck, risky this, move.
0: this movie is going to take a, sh- a wild turn here. But he he survives and they wake up and the tour manager band manager guy Dick. comes in. He comes in is like, all right, look, you got to get back. You guys got to me boy. You got to yeah. reconcile here. And so the band, they get back together and they're back on the tour bus. And this is the the tiny dancer sing along scene. I like
1: this scene. What did you think? I do like the scene. I kind of... I mean, I don't get me wrong, I love Elton John. He's great. Tiny Dancer's a phenomenal song. There's probably a better song that they could have put together for this, though. You think so? Do you got one on the top of your head? Of course not. Okay. But I think it'd be... I mean, again, Tiny Dancer, great song. We'll talk about um, the fucking Elton John movie later, Rocket Man. But I didn't just didn't feel like, I mean, it's a very sing alongable. That uh-huh. makes sense. Sure. Song, But if you're a seventies rock band, are you really going to sing along with tiny dancer? I, I don't know. I honestly, I feel
0: like the first time I saw this movie, when I saw this scene, that might've been the first time I heard tiny dancer by Elton John, actually. So when I saw it, I was probably like... Really? Yeah, I think so, honestly. I mean, Tiny
1: Dancer came out in 1971, so it does fit. Yeah. But, like, I just feel like... It's hard to... I, I mean, I don't know. Regardless, I really
0: like the scene. It reminds me of us being in the band, driving around, singing along the tunes. Not that we usually sang the Tiny Dancer, but... We would sing along to other bands like Third Eye Blind and uh, who's another band we sang along to Rancid. Uh, We uh, sang
1: along to the the Clash a lot of the Clash. I mean, a lot of um, local bands that no one here will know of.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, um, but I mean, we we did do that one time. We were stuck in traffic for like forty five hours. It felt like we did a bunch of Neil Diamond songs. I don't remember that. Hands but... touching hands. Oh, God. Reaching. I fucking hate that song.
0: I know, dude. I feel like people ruined that for me. Got overplayed. It got but overplayed. again.
1: Yeah. But but, but anyway, this
0: scene it reminds me of that, and I thought it was a genuinely cool, nice scene. It was. It was just like, hey, the band is. It's back. It's back together. You know what I mean. Right.
1: And there, you know, in real life, there are little moments like that that have have and can save a band, or sure, a relationship, sure. or a family. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it plays in that one. Unless you're like, fuck this guy, and then you yeah. don't do that. Yeah, and then you leave. You go out for some milk and you never come back. Um,
0: regardless. Uh, good scene. And he at this point, William is like, hey. I've had my time. It's time for me to go home. And Kate Hudson's like,
1: Nah, doggy. Nah. You are home. You're in my house now. You're in my house now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they start to get wiggity, wiggity weird.
0: Yeah. William's trying to get this story done. They're at another hotel. hotel.
1: And now we get to the late night party segment with your boy drew keen special guest let's hear they it. say something weird that i don't know that i've ever heard from any group ever in my life they say let's deflower the kid <laughs> yikes is that what they
0: said is that the word that they used kid yeah yeah, that's a weird word to use. How so old are they though? I don't know how old say. they are. I mean, he's fifteen. He, he's fifteen. I'm just saying Kate Hudson's character might be young. Twenty one?
1: Twenty two? They were let's say let's say I'm saying 18. that they were
0: Kate Hudson and William. Or Penny Lane and William, they were arguing—not arguing—they were talking about how old they were, and they but kept flowering. The in that, that was the whole lie game. Teach them how to lie. I get it, but I'm saying she could be, she might be playing a younger character too. She not that be. she, was, she wasn't. She wasn't involved. She wasn't involved in this deflowering scene, though. She cut out. No, she covered smart, her eyes.
1: Smart Pico, yeah. deuces. See you yeah. later. I'm not a part of this.
0: She's not a part of this. Williams like, all right, uh, here we go, and who knows what's hap- What happens? It was they probably fun. He, they don't talk about it. Uh, you know, I'm guessing it was okay. He he winks about it one other time, other time, in, the time the in
1: the movie. Yep. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, it's what it is. <laughs> and then the same girl that plays Vicky Valancourt answers the phone.
0: Yes. And it's Rolling it's Stone. Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone is like, hey, man, we need that fucking article. What are you yeah. doing?
1: Remember that thing I paid you a $1,000 for?
0: <laughs> and then he like bullshits his way through it. He's like looking at his hand. He's like, it's a think piece on Stillwater and blah, 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 blah. And the guy's like, oh, shit. Make Again. it a thousand more words. Dude. This might get lying. the cover. Incredible
1: thing. Hey man, i don't condone lying but if if you're
0: in a pinch it's been working a lot in these music movies let me tell you what fake
1: it till you make it
0: um so william's like all right i'm gonna uh, all right fine a thousand more words cover bam i got you but they also
1: say do not tell the band at
0: this point you can't tell the band that's correct but in order to write this story, he needs to get an interview with Russell, and Russell Which keeps fucking blowing, blowing, him, blowing off. him off. He keeps left being and a right. fucking scumbag. I don't understand why he can't just sit down and do this goddamn interview. It could be like twenty minutes. I'm not in Russell's position. I never was. But like never I said earlier, <laughs> nope. <laughs> not unless this podcast blows up. Give us a five star <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts.
1: <laughs> But for real for real,
0: <laughs> On some real oh, shit. On some real shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, dude, just do the fucking interview, man. I would have
1: done the interview.
0: But he's like yeah, pushing it off in a heartbeat. Off. Yeah. He's pushing it off. He's like, you know what? I gotta hang out with Penny Lane
1: more in this hotel room and oh, dude, yell. He's like, I'm too busy having a great mustache, fluffed yep. hair. Yep. Doing the old dirty dance with uh yeah. Kate Hudson. Yep.
0: Um. So yeah, went through the interview. Get to we get to Cleveland. Russell talks to Williams' mom on the phone. Yep, and he finds out that he's 15 years old, and he's like,
1: "What the fuck?" Whole demeanor just changes immediately. But like, not enough where you think like if I would if the roles are reversed, let's say I'm 25 and I found a 15-year-olds on the road. They go, yo, Cuzzy, you gotta go. Get the fuck out. What are you doing here? You've seen too much. You've seen too much.
0: And that's when he goes, I'm getting you on the cover of Rolling Stone. Oh,
1: then you're staying with us still. (laughs) So I would still cut the cord. Would you? Eh, you know what? Rolling Stone cover? It's not, because we've said numerous times (laughs) that I would literally sell out in New York Minute. Exactly. There we go. The truth comes out. Truth Unlimited comes out in a matter of seconds. <laughs> um finds out he's fifteen,
0: gets freaked out, and then uh I just thought this scene was funny when the their current manager introduces Stillwater. He's like Stillwater he like screams to the microphone. Do managers do that?
1: I don't think managers like do well, that for bands. Dude, have you ever been introduced ever at a show? Uh, no. Exactly. <laughs> have you ever been at a show where the show the band's introduced before they go on? And uh, no. <laughs> the only time I've ever really seen it is, I personally have never seen Kiss, but they go, you wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest band yeah. in the world, Kiss. Yeah.
0: But other than that, this shit That's doesn't happen. That's the only time
1: it's ever been cool, ever.
0: Maybe maybe it's a 70s music thing.
1: I don't know. Yeah, we weren't there. We weren't there.
0: I just thought it was funny. Hold on.
1: I wasn't there. You might have been there. I was in my 30s then. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, Ben Young is old as fuck.
0: Yep. So then Jimmy Fallon, he meets up with the band afterwards. Coming in, hotshot manager. He tells him, your manager needs a manager. Needs a manager. Also, power line. Loved it. Dude, that was an
1: awesome line. Funny also, as shit. Does Jimmy Fallon even look anything close to like he's in 1973? Um, Are you going to say no? Because... Yeah, because he's in 1996. <laughs> also, I, mean, I like, like Jimmy Fallon. I like his yeah. show. He should not have been playing this role.
0: Dude, he is like... Jason Lee, in terms of these roles, in like, terms what are of you, like what, what are, are you guys you doing?
1: doing? Yeah, what are you guys doing? Did you just slap a big name on this movie. Yeah,
0: like the guys that play.
1: The, the also, people, his acting in this movie is terrible. It's goofy. It's he's like, like he's on a show, Jimmy Jimmy which I do enjoy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the people that play William, Penny Lane, Russell, they feel like part of this universe they feel like part of the time but jason lee and And jimmy fallon Fallon they're like they're just there sort of like sore thumbs a
1: little bit like oh yeah i'm a part of this
0: yeah it's just weird um so they at first are talking about it they're like uh, I don't know, man. I don't know that we want to take a plane.
1: The bus is the soul of the band. What the Dude, fuck? Fuck that. Are you kidding me? I can be somewhere in two hours. That would take me nine hours. Yeah.
0: I I didn't Keep understand. Mind, this. I just
1: drove from Chicago to Nashville, which is a eight hour drive, and it is a forty five minute flight.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yikes. Either way, I I'm I'm flying the fucking plane, man. If you're yeah, bringing my gear for,
1: too, sure. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna haul all my shit and then I can sit there and hang out, yeah. drink, play guitar, not worry about a motherfucking thing. Or a bus. Have probably a better air conditioning unit. For sure.
0: They make the right decision. They go, you know what? You're fucking right. I do wanna fly on an airplane. Fuck yeah, I'm this bus. sweating
1: on this goddamn bus. Yeah. Dude.
0: Also, the bus is not the soul of the band. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't understand that
1: either. The bus is the soul of the band. <laughs> what? I mean, we've been in vans before. Was that the soul of our band? No. No, that van. If you took the, your hands off steering, it would do a hard fucking left turn. You almost die. It makes no sense. Soul of the band. Your hands our, were like 12 and 5 instead of 10 and 2 to fucking steer the sum bitch. Our
0: fridge in your basement was more the soul of the band. <laughs> the fucking
1: Yo, R.I.P. Mike the mini fridge.
0: On some real shit. I'm not making that thing had more soul to it than the than the van. My parents still got it, but he looks different now. <laughs> it's not the same, damn not it. Not the same, damn it. Either way they make the right decision. They go with Fallon, they leave the bus behind, and they get to Boston. And in Boston, this is where a crucial, you know... Error.
1: Error, would you say? Okay, it happens. I I just don't like how, like... I understand how the rules are played out in this game. Okay. And then, again, the times are different. I'll bet you $50 and a case of Heineken... First of all, you couldn't pay me $500 to take this bet for three of the band-aids. Yeah. Uh,
0: I have written down on my notes, band member, manag- band manager loses a bet for the groupies. This was fucked up.
1: What the yeah, hell? well, they're not groupies, but they're band-aids.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: It's hoo-hahs only.
0: Call them whatever you want, okay? Groupies, band-aids. Listen, regardless... You're losing Kate Hudson for a case of beer and fifty bucks, and it's not even good beer. It's Heineken. Heineken, yeah, that was a horrible bet. Horrible that you're you're selling, you're you're betting your your band aids. Stupid. I didn't understand. Stooge. This. And I don't understand why Russell let it happen. He's sitting right there. Scumbag. That's why.
1: Real talk like come on dude what the fuck are you thinking well I think with that he didn't want to you know portray that he secretly Care. has feelings for Penny Lane and gives a shit because a great he's point. still married that's a good he point he is a scumbag and that's probably why I like him
0: yeah, probably is why you like
1: him <laughs> he ends up being a good dude does he Sort of. Sort of. To an extent. The best person
0: in this movie is William. And William, he ends up having an argument with Penny Lane with Penny after Lane. this. because it was a real talk argument. It was a real talk argument. He's like, hey, you got to wake up and see the bigger picture here. Like, yep. they're just using you. And uh, what's interesting about this is... Um, there is a message being sent throughout this movie about what's real and what's fake, basically. Um so he's like he's trying to be real with her. I I feel like, yeah, and she doesn't want yeah. and and she doesn't she doesn't want to hear it. and it's like if we were in the real world right now, I'd slap you and he's like, What are you talking about? Like, what's the real world? What's this and that? The reason I say the real like being real is like a thing of because remember when Russell early on he was saying how I just wanna experience something that's real, real. by going to that party, and she's talking about the outside world being but, real. So, her real world is outside of this circus. His real world is, I guess, sort of outside of the circus, too. But, you know, maybe their relationship is a real thing.
1: But it's like they both want to deny it to an extent. Well, I take it as uh, William lives in the real world, and he's trying to get into the, you know, rose-colored glasses that Kate Hudson's character, Penny Lane, lives in. Okay, while Penny Lane is trying to get into the real world that William's character lives in. Oh, that's a good point so because he's, oh,
0: that that's William. Where, that's why they have this,
1: yeah, they have, they have this conflict where William is trying to be something he's not and Penny Lane is like, I'm like, especially when she goes like, at the end of the album, she goes, what kind of beer was it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where like, I mean, you know, if I was, like, oh, it's Heineken. I'd go, fuck all of this, I'm so much more than more than. I mean, Heineken, you know, fifty dollars in a case of Heineken. Yeah, and um, she,
0: she's just trying. She's trying to put up her her shield. Yeah, she does scene. not.
1: She doesn't take it well at all. No. And, and then, William
0: I mean, pretty much during the scene. This is where William's telling her like, Hey, don't go to New York. It's not going to be good news. Nope. Because who's coming to New York? Russell's wife. Yep. So, William ends up getting a call from Rolling Stone, and he finds out that his story with Stillwater... Stillwater is going to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. Oh, my God. This would be fucking crazy if our band got on the fucking cover of Rolling Stone magazine. I mean,
1: that's huge. Yeah, Ben, it's the cover of Rolling Stone magazine.
0: And it would be huge. Yeah, it's huge for any band. And it's just kind of funny because Stillwater at first was like, Ugh, fuck Rolling Stone, fuck this magazine, fuck that magazine. But then they find out that they're getting the cover possibly, or they that they are getting the cover. They are, yeah. in New, In New York. And they're like, oh, hell yeah. It's like, as soon as that happens, it's like,
1: Yep, I want to be on the cover. There's also a great lines like they, you know, They don't put nobody's in the cover of Rolling Stone. Like, There's definitely been nobody's in the cover of Rolling Stone. <laughs> and guess what, bitch? You're next. <laughs> eh, that's a good point. I mean,
0: I can't say I've collected all the covers of Rolling Stone, but you're probably right. There's probably um, been dude, a lot of shitty bands on the front at some, some point, st-
1: right? been some <laughs> stinkers on that one for sure. Yeah,
0: But yeah, they're in New York, and Russell's, wife shows up to spoil the party.
1: Yeah, she's also uh pretty hard to look at.
0: Oh. Harsh, dude. Compared to
1: Kate Hudson? I mean, I'm not going
0: to I'm not going to judge. That's Russell's wife. It's not your wife. No, it's not my wife, but still. I don't think she's terrible looking. She's not great looking. Okay. What is this actress's name? Now I feel bad. We should invite her on the pod,
1: so you can. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Hey, you remember when you were almost famous and you just you weren't rocking? <laughs> god, Kate Hudson was so much better than you.
0: Oh my god. Um. So she's there. Kate Hudson gets pretty much depressed about it because she's in as the picture. one would, yeah, yeah, as one would, and goes up to her room and starts taking. Quaaludes, I guess. Yep. And Williams, like, well, shit, where did she go? And goes up to,
1: I guess, save her.
0: Would you say, or try to, or talk I, I to her? I would say,
1: well, yeah, I would say, talk to her, see where she's at. Yeah. Obviously, in that situation, uh you know, there's with the manager walks like, oh, she's with me, and then yeah. they get in little push. Yeah, off, and, and then little Russell yeah. comes up. I mean. You know, I've never been in a situation, but I can understand how upset she would be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um,
0: During the scene when William is up in the room with her, his graduation graduation is going on. Would you rather be in the room with Kate Hudson trying to help her, like, not be sick or be at graduation?
1: Well, I actually almost didn't even walk in my graduation. For what? Because it's fucking stupid. Okay, that's fair. I like, I literally only did it my you just mom didn't want to go. Okay, I didn't want to go. I didn't shave for it. I didn't do anything. I still had stitches in my forehead from a show that we played where I busted my skull open. Oh boy. And uh, I, I didn't want to go, and I wasn't going to go until my mom made me go. Literally the day of. Nice, nice. But during all of this, uh, I will say I do like William. Throws and then this is where he gets a little dirty and tries to do the old no pants dance. While this all was a little, up. yeah, this was
0: a little weird.
1: William, take it, um, take it
0: down a notch. Take it down a notch.
1: Cool it, cool your jets, man. Yeah, um, he does slide into the. I'm gonna go to a place where many men have been before. <laughs> 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 kind of funny line kind of funny line yeah he um, goes in and try to tell that he, oh why am, am I so nervous I love you and then I don't do you know who these people are that come in and try to pump her stomach dude that's a great point who the fuck called these people
0: like how did they find out because they're kind of just there yeah how did they uh... guys by the way we probably should have brought this up earlier in the podcast we're talking about the theatrical cut of this movie. There is an extended cut that's like 40 minutes longer. And maybe this is explained. But in this cut, they don't talk about who these people are at all.
1: Or how they got there. Or how or they, they got there, there. Or why they are
0: there. Either We way, did they just... talk
1: about going into the extended cut. But we found that the theatrical version was easier to find. So this one's for you. Not only that, I ain't got time for that extended
0: cut, even if no, it is a I don't little know what, bit better. I don't
1: know what 45 more of this movie would have proved to me. Jesus
0: Christ. It's such a long movie. But they come in, they pump
1: her stomach. She survives. Thank God. So after the scene where these strangers pump her stomach, um, William is walking with Kate Hudson's Penny Lane, and then she tells him, her real name. Oh, yeah. Which is Lady Goodman.
0: Yeah. Penny Lane, definitely a better name than that.
1: Yeah, a, by a lot. By a lot. Yeah. Um, so after the scene, they get to the... She decides that she has to go home to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to the ever-so-classic running in the airport terminal. This has happened a couple times in the
0: movie where there's a person outside the vehicle running alongside said airplane or vehicle. Uh, the other Band-Aid earlier on was running alongside the bus old. to talk. It gets to... smacked
1: by the fucking <laughs> wall. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's something that a good look. Come... It's something that has come up a number of times in this movie But, but yeah, it came up again. And so she leaves, she goes to San Diego. So then we cut to the band. They're on the airplane again. And they hit a little turbulence. It's a little shaky. It gets a little shaky. And this is where a big argument ensues. And... There's a lot of things that get exposed. Yeah, when you think you're about to die, you might as well let it rip.
1: Yeah, I would not. That's funny, because I was just about to ask you, what would you say during this scene? Um, If I was on the way out, if I was on an airplane, and I was with... I would just... I mean, dude, if you are being told that you're going down, what's the last thing you would want to do before you you know clock out? That's what I'm asking you. Tell the world probably get some strange probably
0: get some strange what what if the what if the strange is your bandmates <laughs> well then you don't do that but that guy russell's wife was on board yeah so russell's wife apparently was hooking up with
1: jason like lee's character at me, one point in time me and the boys i'm like all right man i pull the titanic and I'm like all right let's play until so we fucking die <laughs> oh we just start jamming but to where, if I was in situation where there's...
0: I guess I'm asking, like, is there a deep, dark secret you would expose right then and there on the plane? What is um, it? You can expose it now. Go ahead.
1: I mean, I've always been pretty open with you guys, so I don't know if there is one that I would do. Okay,
0: fair enough. They exposed some things, like Russell's wife was hooking up with Jason Lee Jeffrey. for a period of time. Jeffrey. And William's in love with Penny Lane. The drummer is gay. And a lot of, you know, a lot of secrets, man. A lot of secrets yeah. come out that are like, hey, look, we're on the way down. We're going to die. Fuck it. Guess what, though? You ain't going to die. You ain't going to die. Not, not, <laughs> not today. today. Not today, Your name's bitch. not Buddy Holly.
1: No. You survived. What would you say? Would you? What would you do? Let's flip this on, bitch. I don't got shit to say. The only thing I I I got nothing to 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 say, I I, I say it right here. Okay. Um, I relate to like, I don't say this enough, but I love y'all. And then that ends up being thrown against like, I don't fucking love you. (laughs) Yeah, that is funny. I will say if, if you and I were on a plane ride and it was crashing and I said that and you didn't say it back and you said, I love you. I go, I right, man, this friendship's based off lies. <laughs> That's a good point.
0: I feel like they did... They argued throughout this whole thing, too. St- like, all these things were exposed. I guess the band comes back together, though, because you see them at the end. But, yeah, it was a cool...
1: Another good scene in this movie, though. Also, like, when, when William knows community... Keep in mind, he's 15, like dude, you don't know what the fuck love is when you're 15? He loved her, Keen. No, he didn't. You know,
0: I feel like he... I feel like he cared for Penny Lane more than fucking Russell did.
1: Clearly, because he wasn't cheating on his wife with her.
0: Well, yeah. And I know he is only 15. He doesn't know what love is. Maybe,
1: but maybe he, someone needs to show him. I want to know what love is. Very good. <laughs> I want you to show me.
0: <laughs> um, no, I hear what you're saying. Uh, they end up landing. And yep. when they get, when they finally land, Russell talks to him and he goes he says to William hey write whatever write whatever, you, whatever want. you want and I think that is the right move for the band to tell Russell or uh, to tell William because people like reading the truth yep warts and all I say because the truth is real man And as I said earlier, that's kind of the message of this movie, to be as real as possible. That's how we're trying to be on this podcast. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Pay us a little more money if you want. We're just trying to be real, man. Um, We keeps it real. We keep it real. And uh, yeah, like I said, I think that's the way to go because I think fans appreciate... The The realness. Yes, exactly. Instead of... The fakeness. The fake, like some puff piece shit. Not us, though. That he ends up giving them. But, Um, And he even calls up Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, Lester Bangs, again, for a little advice on writing this piece.
1: Has a great line in this scene. Oh, man. You made friends with them. See, friendship is the booze they feed you. Is they want you to get drunk and feeling like you belong. Well, it was fun. Because they make you feel cool. And hey, I met you. You are not cool. I know. Even when I thought I was, I knew I was. Then you, you write the article where you're, like, you're in the positive of this band, and there's definitely negatives. Yeah. It's like what you take from that.
0: That's a good point. It's like they're not going to. If they're giving you all these nice things all the time, why would you write anything bad? It's like, oh, these guys are my friends. Yeah.
1: This is where it comes back. You know, he says, he goes, first of all, he goes, you are not cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal words. You are not cool. And then he goes, be a good friend. Be honest. Be honest. Be unmerciful. And be unmerciful. Yes. Which, in this, in this aspect of the movie, phenomenal words of wisdom. Oh, yeah. It's great. I love it, man. Because it goes right in the next scene where um, the fact checker calls Stillwater and the band goes, this is all bu- 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 bullshit Well,
0: y- no, you're right. And that's what I have written down, too. But we got to talk, talk about a little bit first when he originally went to Rolling Stone with all the notes and stuff. And they basically say like, Hey, this is like a puff piece. And then he's like, well, wait a minute. Let me work on it more. Give me and, one day. Yeah. And then he comes back with a real story and they're like, Oh my God, this story is Holy fucking shit.
1: awesome. This is knuck and futz.
0: Yeah. And as you said, they call up the band after after they read the story, and the band is like, I didn't say
1: that. Right. Because they're worried about the image it will uh, portray. Exactly.
0: And, um, I feel like at that time, for sure, people worried a lot about their image that was being portrayed. I mean, even now, people still Not worry about... Now more than about- ever. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a great point. And it's like, oh, what do I look like on Instagram? What do I look like on... Twitter, Twitter Facebook, Facebook, it,
1: Twitch. Mu- music Movies Pod, you know? You guys can't see us, but maybe we'll do a live feed one of these days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, but, yeah, they're worried about their image, and Jason Lee's character is like, yeah, he says, I didn't say that when he clearly did at the beginning of the movie, and... But what he said at the beginning of the movie, I thought was he was just being real, like I've like I've said,
1: you know? Again, I mean times are different now. Things the things are being real are now different. Obviously. Oh, for sure. In 1973 to 1974, you could probably get away with saying things that were said. So the fact checker, she calls up the band
0: and they're basically like, yeah. We didn't say that. They get back to William, and they're like, yeah, it's a bunch of horse shit, according to the band, and they decide, we're gonna go with The Who instead for the cover. And this is totally... uh,
1: Probably the better decision, because that band's better than Stillwater, (laughs) but okay.
0: Either way, it's it's like a fucking slap in the face to William, because he busted his ass writing this article, and... Now it's like, well, shit. Now, now I don't got anything, and so he goes to his sister.
1: I wouldn't say little... he goes to his sister. Well, she sister finds him in the airport.
0: This is another meetup where it's like, how did you guys know where you'd be? Yep, <laughs> you know. They find I mean, each other at the airport. You're of, right. Chance of that chance encounter. Low. Yeah, unless she, unless they like called each other and were like, "Hey, I'm gonna be on this flight," but it didn't seem like it. She nope, fucking finds him. Thing. No. Yeah. Um, but Williams like, "Hey, you got to do this for me." Brings the sister home. Family is back together. You know, and things I guess are good there. Russell decides to call up Penny Lane and is like, hey, we need to meet up and talk because I fucked up. I fucked up. I miss you. I love you. And she's like, okay, let me give you an address. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get to apologize to Penny Lane. Here we go. Here we go. He gets to the house. And just absolutely bamboozled. It ain't Penny Lane's house. Sure isn't. It's William's house. Didn't see that coming. No. Penny Lane hooked him up. He hooked, or she hooked up William because she knew that William needed this interview with Russell. So why did Penny send him there other than to hook up William? I'm I'm wondering, does Penny realize she's played this game with Russell for too long? I guess. Well, I
1: think it. I think it plays into what Russell says later in the scene, where it's like I wanted to be with her and you wanted to be with her, but she just wanted us to be together. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, which I thought was cool. And then, you know, it flashes back to when the fact checker for Rolling Stone talks with like they did not at all. And he goes, "Well, did you ask Russell? Like, did you ask Russell?" Yeah. Good point. So it kind of all blends together at that point. Yeah. And then fucking Tiny Dancer starts playing. Tiny and...
0: Dancer starts playing again. Yeah. Is that the very end of the movie? When We're Tiny Dancer... close.
1: Yeah, pretty close. Because they do the... Uh, the interview never... for real. Right? And they go, what does music mean to you?
0: you get... Well, the question is, what do you love about music? Oh, that's it.
1: What do you love about music? That's right.
0: And Stillwater gets... ends up getting on the cover of the magazine... Penny Lane the, goes the, to no Morocco. No More Airplanes Tour 1974. Yeah. And the movie ends. It's a happy ending. Happy ending. Shocking. Two hours long ass movie. Even at two hours. The extended version's even longer. Glad we didn't watch that. It's a long one. But. Quick break. And then let's get to the questions. Alright, so let's get to the questions. My first question, it's the last question of the movie. What do you love about music? Put oh, me on the man. spot.
1: Put me on the spot. What I love about music is the... I love a couple of things about music. I love the escape that you that you get from playing music. Mm-hmm. I like the chance to be extremely creative. I still use that in my career now. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that not only with music, not only do you enjoy doing it, but you're you can you get the chance to surround yourself by people that you don't even know that who also enjoy exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Having someone sing along with your songs, especially if you wrote the song, is the best thing in the entire world.
0: That's a good point. What about on the listening end though?
1: I mean, even people I mean, even people like people you don't know who like, would go out and oh like like me listening to music by the way? Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, I mean, do you?
0: I'm. Um, you love it that way too, right? I mean, I
1: love. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if someone goes out and actually supports your band and buys the music, buys the t-shirts, I mean, there's no better feeling. Um, but also being able to support people who have the same drive and passion that you do, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't beat that. Um, For sure. I mean, I can relate it to um, our buddy, friend of the show. Uh, Fred Mascherino from Taking Back Sunday. Oh, maybe he could be a guest on here. Him and I still talk for so. real. Absolutely sweet. Um, I mean the way that he puts it, I mean, I mean, his outlook on music is like incredible to me. I mean, he just wants to go out there, play songs, play guitar. Awesome. I mean, and that's all he does. I mean, which is incredible to me. Um, just you know, great and also guitarist. Just be, Phenomenal guitars, and just the way to you know to reach or touch people in a way that they didn't know that they could feel that way is incredible to me. Yeah, man, I think that's a good answer.
0: I agree with everything that you said, and I think for me, what I love about music is yeah, it takes you. It takes you to another place. It helps you feel better when things are crappy. And yeah, like I mean, I, love... I use it
1: as a, you know, as an escape away way work. If yeah. I need to get fucking jacked up for something, you yeah, something super loud. And it, uh,
0: I, I don't know, man. I love the catchiness of songs.
1: I love it's tough lyrics. To I mean, yeah. yeah,
0: it's great. It's great shit. That's why we do the pod. It mixes m- music, and another love of mine. Movies, which brings me to my next question. Does the music make the movie or does the movie make the music? What do you got?
1: This movie definitely makes the music. But at the same time, for the time period, you could also say the opposite. Although the music is not the main star of this movie. Completely
0: 100% agree. The movie is definitely better Than the music. I think the movie. Makes the music. I do think the music. Fits the movie. But as you just said. It's not the star of the movie. By any means. No. I think in. A Star is Born. Like Shallow. Like that song really stands out. Compared to. Well the movie is really good too but I'm just saying that was like a star of the movie whereas right. this fever dog is not a star in this movie like no, it's, just it's, it's the only song that you really remember mean, even I didn't I didn't remember it all i was like, I was like yeah. oh yeah fever dog That's, fever dog yeah. yep um but yeah the movie is the the answer for this one it could have been done about a different genre of music and it would have been a great movie still. I feel yeah. like it could have taken place in the 80s or the 90s and it would have in been... Any, would have, in any genre of music. To, sure. Yeah. So, moving on to the last question. What do you grade it?
1: Uh, It's hard to grade this because I know that this movie has a huge following. I like it. B-sharp.
0: Okay. That's a good... Good grade. Might have been
1: might have been a little generous, but I'll give it a okay. B sharp. I'm gonna give it a solid A. I
0: solid enjoy the a. movie. Um, I really I really enjoy the movie. I think it's a pretty rewatchable movie. It's a fun movie. It's not depressing like A Star Is Born, uh, which I also love. But this one is just a little more fun.
1: It's not a pile of shit like yesterday.
0: No. And uh yeah man, great music movie overall, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Love Kate Hudson,
1: obviously love Phil Seymour Hoffman. Wish there was actually yeah. more of them in the movie. Yeah. But is what it is. So Ben, where can they check us out at? All right. If you got if y'all like the show, which if you're listening,
0: uh, if we you've know listened you do. this long, I would imagine you like it or you're just hate listening at this point. Either way, you can find us at musicmoviespod.com. You can find us on Twitter at musicmoviespod. Um, We're on Instagram at musicmoviespod, Pod, Music Movies Podcast on Facebook. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and all your other podcast listening platforms. And uh yeah, we'll see you next week when we review another
1: musical. Of the month, of the month. What are we doing, also, Keen We are doing not only one of my favorite movies, we are doing one of my dad's favorite movies, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
0: I fucking love it. This is going to be a fun one, guys. Uh, it's, it's another good movie. I don't know what to say. We I like mean, doing movies that we like. The mm-hmm. sarcasm the alone. The movie it's incredible. great. It's great. But uh, yeah. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening.